Everyone has a story. What's yours? Hi, I'm Michael. And I'm Katie. And this is Monumental, a small show about the big things that God does in the lives of ordinary people. So, Katie, what do you feel like you learned from recording this season together? Uh, What stood out to me is just how helpful and encouraging it is to hear testimonies from other people, you know, Mm -hmm. to know what's going on on in other people's lives. I think it's so easy to look around us sometimes and see, you know, the things we're going through, the hard things in our lives and look around at all the people around us and kind of feel like they've got it all together or, Mm -hmm. you know, like they don't struggle in the way that I'm struggling or... (laughs) You know, things seem to come so easily for other people or whatever it is. You know, it's so easy to project sort of on other people. And so I think to actually like hear from other people stuff that they've been through, struggles they've had, it's so helpful because it's it's relatable. All of a sudden you realize, you know, other people are weak too. And then at the same time, you see how God has given them strength and helped them. And and then that strengthens your faith for whatever you might be going through. Yeah. And one thing that people just keep coming out of the woodwork and, you know, saying, hey, I listened to your podcast on this, or I listened to so-and-so's testimony. I had no idea that she had gone through that. And this is what happened in my life that was similar to that, or this is what I'm going through right now. And uh, it gives people space to open up and talk about what they're going through. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that often happens when we give a test testimony that people, like you said, feel like they've got a safe place to open up about something. But yeah, I think oftentimes, like you said, when you look around at church or at Bible study or at school or wherever it is that you are in your mom group and your um, whatever, you think, well, all you sort of see is the exterior package, you know, right. where everything's more or less pulled together. And yeah, they might be struggling with this, that or the other thing. But oftentimes you're not seeing the bigger picture of where God has brought them. Oftentimes we're not seeing how how low he's, mm-hmm. he's brought us. And yeah. it's not something that, you know, I know for me, it's not something I talk about a whole lot. You know, yeah. it's not like I'm... And I, that's the hard thing. It's so, it's really hard to talk about yeah. these stories that, you know, the deeper places yeah, exactly. <laughs> in our life. So oftentimes people just don't. Mm-hmm. And then we just don't know. You know, we don't know that other people have been through similar yeah. things. And, and then we're not able to be helped or to help others because... We're all just kind of closed off because it's actually a pretty vulnerable and difficult thing to do to share. But yeah, but so then when horrible. people do, it's so helpful. <laughs> when I gave that testimony about having postpartum depression. Yeah. But a few years ago. Okay. Now, this was nine years ago mm-hmm. that, that, that I went through that. Yeah. And several years ago, maybe three or four, one of my best friends said, I think you need to write about postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. And I just remember saying at the time, and again, this was like years. It in had the past. been several years, but at that point, still. And I told her, I was like, maybe someday. Yeah, <laughs> because mm-hmm. it was just it's still so, so vulnerable raw. to go back there. Yeah. yeah, and I just thought, I don't. Well, and to do that, you you got to relive it to some extent. Yes. You know, emotionally, you're kind of putting yourself back in that place to have to remember what you're going through, what you're thinking, and how it impacted you. Yeah. And so it's hard. There's some pressure to feel like. 
you've got a neat lesson to present to people like, oh, that was then and this is now and here's what I learned and mm-hmm. here's how I've changed and <laughs> here's how, yeah. I, here's why this will never happen you again. Gotta have this nice l- little package to offer. Right. <laughs> right. To kind of present to people and say, you know, or even, even if it's not that, part of it too is that I think I want to be able to tell people my story and then say like, here's how you can avoid ever mm-hmm. experiencing that same thing. Or here's yeah. how you, here are, you know, nine proven steps. And I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of joking about this because I did write an article at the same time and said, here are nine steps that you can take that may help. Yeah. But there aren't nine spiritual steps that you can take to to climb out of depression yeah. or to never be vulnerable to depression. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's just it's yeah, just and, one more form of suffering that God right? sometimes. Yeah, like God has a reason for yeah. taking us into these dark places sometimes. Exactly. And if our application is to help people figure out how to avoid ever having to suffer, mm-hmm. then I don't know. We, we operate so differently than God does and pity on us because God's got such a greater plan and purpose in why he allows suffering. Yeah. Well, and, you know, even listening to your story about about your back and surgery and everything, it is my human inclination to think, how can I make sure this never happens to yeah. my kids or anyone that I care about right. or myself? And it's like, you can't. You right. cannot prevent <laughs> disease. You cannot prevent birth defects. You know, uh, yeah. you cannot. You cannot fix genetic syndromes. Right. You know, it's right. just this is a fallen yeah. world, and God works through those things to reveal Himself to us. You know, and I think maybe that's been sort of a helpful, you know, an encouraging thing about hearing these testimonies is is just seeing what God does in these hard things with people, you know, Mm -hmm. even just changes in life, not even necessarily suffering, but just, you know, maybe, you know, drastic changes in someone's course in life. It's about God revealing himself to us. You know, sometimes there isn't always this neat, tidy application or takeaway, you know, there isn't always a lesson, Mm -hmm. you know, that God's trying to do um, or to teach us. But sometimes, I mean, he is teaching us a lesson. It's just, it's not often as... It's not always just about that. It's not always just about a lesson. It's It's, not always just like something that you can condense down to. Yeah, it's something that God uses to reveal himself to us and to strengthen our faith, to show us our dependence on him Mm -hmm. and... As we depend more on him and less on ourselves, he's more glorified. These are all really good things, which if the suffering or the chain, the hard things were removed, we'd miss all that. Well, and I think one of the things that I learned through the experience of falling into depression was just my own weakness, mm. like you said, because I think slash thought, thought of myself as a pretty strong person and think that I was the type of person who just kind of gets, has these super crazy emotional ups and downs and you never know what I'm going to say or do. You know, I thought, well, pretty rational person, I think, you know, and then all of a sudden (laughs) you kind of have this thing happen and think I'm losing my mind here, you know. And when you realize how weak you are emotionally or physically, you kind of come to the end of yourself. And God uses that to humble us and show us how badly we need him and Mm -hmm. how we can't really trust ourselves, you know. 
Yeah. It's like growing up, you kind of get to a certain age, you know, you're so reliant on your parents. And then you kind of get to an age where you're a little bit more independent and you think, I'm going to be self-reliant. You know? <laughs> or I'm yep. going to determine for myself what direction I'm going in life. And then something happens and you realize how little control you have over particular things like your health or like yeah, exactly. um, yeah. certain circumstances in your life. And that's when you throw yourself at God's feet and say, help, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, help me. I can't right. fix this situation. Only you can do something about this, yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly. And that flies in the face of American, uh, you know, self-determination. It's, it's totally countercultural to everything we see right. online. You know, I think about this this little phrase I see of, of uh, female entrepreneurs love posting this type of thing on online where they'll say like, she believed she could and so she did. <laughs> right. It's like, well, I mean, there's a place for teaching kids to be determined and to be kind of dogged and pursuing something but right. but let's be real but it's here. all like about <laughs> just that self-reliance and that right. you know the, yeah. she thought she could and so she did yeah. really yeah, if it. we just believe enough yeah, or if we just it's like strive hard enough you know we could do anything. every disney princess yeah movie exactly ever, right? <laughs> yep <laughs> Well, and when I look back at like my years of being in physical pain, you know, mm-hmm. certainly I wouldn't want to go through that again. But when I look back and see what God did through all that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it. I am grateful to God for what he did and how he used that, yeah. you know. And I don't know when you were saying sometimes we want to think about like, okay, what could we offer to other people to avoid having to go through? Yeah. It's really easy to do that. You know, when I think about if I have kids, I think, oh, what if my kids were to get scoliosis Mm -hmm. or have to go through the surgery that I went through? Like, you know, as my kids grow up, I'm going to be thinking like, what can I do to avoid them ever having to go through that, you know? Exactly. Um, But we do that with just everything, you know, and I think there's a whole other area of growing in faith is having faith for other people, people oh, yeah. suffering. You know, it's one thing to realize, like, hey, I'm suffering. I got to have faith for this, you know, and then build up, the, you know, seek the Lord for the faith for what's going on in your life. But to look at somebody else's suffering and have faith for what God's doing in their life mm-hmm. is another thing. And sometimes that's really hard to do, too, because we just want to give people answers and solutions and say, okay, what, you know, how can we change this? You know, obviously it's hard. We love you. We don't want to see anybody suffer. Well, I think about what my mom was saying about sort of towards the end of Auntie Elaine's life. I don't know if we really talked about this much in the podcast, but my mom was sort of struggling there at the end saying, why does God still have her here? Isn't, Mm. isn't she finished? Is it because I've done something wrong because I haven't learned the lesson I was supposed to learn yet? You know, Right. So she talked some about that. But but I think part of it was that my mom was watching Auntie Elaine suffer. And she wasn't mm-hmm. in horrific pain or anything, but she was dying. Right. And to watch somebody dying somewhat slowly. Yeah. And, and she was so like, ready to go. And, you and know, kept somebody, asking, exactly. are they coming yet? <laughs> yeah. For someone who's so ready to go. Yeah. For my, for my mom, she just felt like, why is God drawing this out? Mm-hmm. You know? And I think, but I think that goes back to what you are saying, which is to have faith for somebody else's suffering mm-hmm. and trust God that he has his purpose and he's accomplishing what he wants to accomplish. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which when somebody's, you know, maybe drifting in and out of consciousness and you think, well, how could God possibly be accomplishing something in that person's spirit, spirit right? Right. 
Um, yeah, it's that's like so you can't see that right there in yeah. that moment. <laughs> yeah, and you can't, it's hard to conceive of that. Yeah. Um, and yet he does. Yeah. That's one of the mysteries of God working is when mm. and how he changes our hearts yeah. or how he prepares us for, for meeting him, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so as believers to be, you know, having that sort of eternal perspective for one another, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. and I think that's just what's one of the things that's so helpful about us sharing our testimonies with one another is that it helps us grow in that yeah. and you know, strengthens our, our faith for ourselves, but also for others. But then I think also we're talking about times where God has strengthened our faith, but I think it, it strengthens our faith again, Yeah, you know, to do it, yeah. <laughs> to, to share it again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's this really, I'm not going to remember the quote. It's a really cool quote from the book, A Shepherd Looks at Psalm 23. Okay, yeah. Philip Keller, I think. Yeah. He says something like, nothing so strengthens my faith as to look back at the every difficult and chilling circumstance of my life and to see something about, like, you know, how God strengthened me through it. I wish mm-hmm. I had the quote in front of me because it's really cool. But basically he's saying that very thing, like it strengthens our faith to remember and to tell what God's done for mm-hmm. us. It strengthens our faith to do it again. And then we're going to continue going through hard things in our life mm-hmm. because that's just the way this fallen world is. <laughs> when we come to a place of darkness in our future, then we're going to be able to look back and we're going to remember what God's done. And we're going to say, yep, God was there for me then. He mm-hmm. gave me the strength I needed. Then my reliance is upon him. We're going to remember, you know, what God did for us before. And it's going to strengthen us up to, you know, it's going to give us the faith to go through it again or whatever it is. (laughs) I remember one time when I came back from a mission trip, somebody told me, think carefully about what stories you tell everybody from this trip. Because generally, the stories you come back and tell people are the things you're going to remember most vividly. Oh, that's interesting. Because with each retelling, you're kind of reinforcing that memory. And he said, you know, you can tell all the funny stories or the clever things or the things that jumped out at you about, you know, whatever. But but the more you choose to talk about what God taught you or what how God changed you through this experience, the more those are the things that are going to be reinforced and the mm-hmm. things that you're going to remember. Yeah. And I just thought I, that's it neat. really jumped out. It stayed right. with. And I think the same is true in our lives. If we if we tell the stories of God's faithfulness, then that reinforces the growth that God produced in us. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, we think it's just going through it. That. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We've talked about this before, but in the Old Testament, over and over, God tells his people their own story. He says, you know, listen to your story, hear your story. And, you know, I think about Stephen's sermon in Acts, the beginning of Acts, where he goes back and tells the stories of of Israel's unfaithfulness in trying Mm -hmm. to call them to repentance, you know? Not all of the stories are good. Sometimes we go back and tell a story and say, this is how I was totally faithless in this situation. And yet, or, you know, I love this phrase, just saying, but God, I did this. I was this Mm -hmm. way. I made this mistake, but God... And God works through those situations in ways that we can never anticipate. And it's crazy that we can look back on something that happened five years ago and see some of God's hand in it and see some of the ways that God has worked in us and through us. But there are so many times when it's, you know, 10, 15, 20 years later, we look back and see something completely different, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And God is not limited by time and how he's going to 
use difficulty in our lives to glorify himself and to yeah. draw his people to himself. Yeah, and when we when we look at our kids, we want to pass on our faith to them, right? It's, as a mother, this is the one number one most important thing to me is that my children, you know, put their faith in God. Mm-hmm. Oh, and more and more, I just keep realizing. The most important way to make that happen isn't actually to set a perfect example for them because that's impossible, but to show them that we are sinners and that God has plucked us up and turned us into something else. Yeah. Because we, you know. You are weak too, or you are weak too and struggle too. Exactly. And not even just then, like, but. But now, every day. Yeah, but now too. Yeah. We still are weak and and they could see even. No. It's not coming out clear. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. And if our kids think that we're just sort of these pillars of faith. Right. If they just they look at you and always just see you're so, or? yeah, so strong, so godly and perfect and don't struggle. I mean, then my kids don't think might about be... me. But... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think my kids have any delusions about that. <laughs> but I think that they think whatever faith they do see in me has probably always been there. Yeah. If I don't take the time to explain, you know, wait a minute. <laughs> listen to this thing that happened to me when I was your age. And, you know, I'm not going to give them a really, my kids are 10, 9, 3, and 2. I'm not going to sit down and say like, here, listen to this saga about my postpartum depression. <laughs> you know, right. hey, Zion, listen to what you did to me. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but I do need to demonstrate to them that whatever faith they do see in us has not always been there. Yeah. But God has given that to us over a period of many years of yeah. seeing him work in our lives and the lives of those around us. Because, yeah, I think it's so easy to look at people who are older than you and whatever faith, whatever <laughs> integrity or... I'm not sure what we're Whatever things, for. whatever noble And to just feel like they've them. always had that. Yeah, and you look at somebody who's faithful in prayer and you're like... I can't imagine them ever having, you know, sinned grievously or right. been really weak or right. screwed up or, yeah. you know, been on a completely different path or trajectory than what they're on right now. <laughs> yeah. They just think that maybe God gifted them with prayer or maybe God gifted them with patience. Yeah. yeah you know? right. like at some, I look at somebody who's really patient and I think, oh, wish I'd been born with that. Yeah. And, you know, right. it never, well, it seldom occurs to me that they've learned patience over a lifetime of yeah. impatience, you know? Right. But when I hear these stories about what people have gone through or what people used to be like, or I think, yeah. oh, there's hope. There's hope for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? It's like Scrooge, right? Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> if there's still hope for him. <laughs> if he can change that late in life, then maybe, you know, there's maybe I'll still change. Hope for the rest of us. <laughs> change and grow. Yeah. Yeah. We appreciate your support and your feedback. And if you'd like more great content from Warhorn Media, please go to warhornmedia.com and give. And your year-end giving will be a tax-deductible donation. You can also rate and review, and that would be greatly appreciated. And uh, we'd love to hear what you thought of Monumental. And if you'd like more, we hope to bring a season two to you. But let us know what you think. Yeah, if you have feedback from this from this season, we definitely value hearing that. We love hearing from our listeners, and you can yeah. do that. Both have Facebook accounts. You can check out Katie, or Katie, Katie, Katie Walker, Walker. <laughs> Michael Crumb, and yep. uh, I'm also on Instagram as Michael the Mom. And we try to keep those accounts. I don't know, current. Yeah, ish. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to contact Katie or me and 
tell us how you were impacted by one of these episodes, we would love that. We love to hear from our listeners. Yeah, that'd be great. I am running a giveaway right now for a 2018 calendar. I'm doing the giveaway jointly with Doorpost Designs. So if you're interested in that, again, you can check out my Instagram or my Facebook and there will be links to that. The and I just saw the calendar and it's really cool. Yeah. You're going to want it. So it's a 2018 <laughs> calendar with quotes that are hand-lettered by my friend Sarah over at Doorpost Designs. And it's it's just beautiful. I'm really, really excited about this project. So go check that out. And um, all you have to do is sign up for my newsletter and her newsletter. And then you'll get the get the calendar. And it's just a PDF that you can print out at home. And it's it's so pretty. I love it. Yeah, it's really pretty. Some neat quotes on there, too. Well, it's been fun. Yep. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us on this journey and listening to these stories. We hope that they strengthen your faith the way they've strengthened ours. Thank you.